0: You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we got some breaking news out of Golden State, baby. And our dubs, our dubs, have received a blow. Not good. Steph Curry with a labrum injury to his shoulder. I get into some soccer and the NBA as well. You'll have to listen because it's kind of hard to describe. I talk about Russell Westbrook's resurrection and how pretty much everyone is avoiding talking about it because it doesn't fit the narrative that they thought about him. Uh, We go into the Charlotte Hornets and head coach Steve Clifford blowing the team pretty much up, throwing them under the bus because, I don't know, they stink at defense. And then we remember one of the old school OGs, Hall of Fame player, Coach Paul Silas. Rest in peace. Whole lot to cover, Nick. So drop that beat. Before we start the podcast, just a quick alert, an FYI, a PSA, if you will. My dentist says I'm not wearing my Invisalign enough. Tisk tisk. <laughs> so I'm going to wear it on the episode because when I take it off, I forget to put it back in, and then my teeth move. So if I say anything out of pocket or if I sound like I've got a lisp like a 14-year-old boy, forgive me. So let's move forward. Things are going from bad to worse in Golden State. Our dubs just keep taking blow after blow. Hate to see that. I'm not talking about their horrible road record either. They are 2-13 currently on the road this year. Second worst in the NBA, actually, if you can believe it. Never fear. Our dubs. They will come. Road defensive efficiency. A shocking 118.8. That is bottom three in the league as well. These dubs, our dubs, can't seem to win outside of the Chase Center. And now... Another blow. Steph Curry, the man who has been pulling this team together on his back. MVP campaign level numbers. Out at least, at least is the critical component, three weeks. According to the, this is the bomb, this is the sound of the Walsh bomb, Golden State Steph Curry is expected to miss a few weeks with his left shoulder injury. Sources tell. That was one of those Invisalign moments. Sources tell ESPN. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let's just say he is out three weeks. That's the number. That would put him on target for a Thursday night TNT game against the Phoenix Suns on January 10th. Between now and the earliest expected time, let's go through their next 10 games, shall we? The Warriors start with at Philadelphia, at Toronto, at New York, at Brooklyn, Memphis, Charlotte, Utah, Portland, Atlanta, and Detroit. Boy, that is a tough slog without your primary score. And with Jordan Poole in a slump and Andrew Wiggins facing his own set of injuries, oh boy. That team could be three and seven in its next ten. And that would not be a surprise. Three and seven. That is a tough spot. Golden State, fourteen and fifteen right now at the moment. Could be looking at a two and eight stretch without Steph. That will put them squarely at sixteen and twenty-three, which would be at that particular moment on life support. I'm not saying that's forever, but that is at least three weeks. There could be more Issues coming. Labrum issues. If he needs to get surgery, for example, on a torn labrum, that would be bad. That would be one of those Steph breaks his hand, uh, put yourself in a suitcase and go home kind of moment. It's hard out here for us Dubs fans. Just when we think we're back. Just when we think the dominance continues and the dynasty just persists sometimes it just happens like that but we will persevere will we not remember the only time we gold-blooded are out is when we're out and when there is a cold dead body last time i checked the dubs are still alive and kicking check back in in april but if steph is out any longer even i lifelong dubs fan will start to feel a little weary you ready showtime People were slandering Russell Westbrook, weren't they? They were saying some mean things. They were saying he was going to be waived. They were saying he was never going to play basketball ever again. They were saying so many jokes, angry comments, slander, libel. People said he would never come off the bench. Everyone said, oh, if he does come off the bench, he's not going to be happy. He's going to fake an injury. Everyone said, oh, yeah, if he continues to be off the bench, comes off the bench and he's happy, he'll suck. Fair, fair warning. Uh, What do they say? Uh, Like, uh, just for full disclosure, that was me as well. I said that as well. Those comments, those predictions, they were wrong, wrong, and wrong. And I think that needs to be discussed. The media, NBA fans, we have a narrative no matter what happens, we stick to that narrative, right? We have struck out on Russ. And honestly, like, I liked peak Russ. I did. I'm stoked that Russ is having this reemergence. I am. As he as someone who gets considered to be a hater, I, I like this version of Russ. And it made me think, why do we treat Russ like he's been posting things that are anti-Semitic on the Internet? Why do we treat Russ... Like he coughed on a microphone, gave the entire NBA COVID, and then started liking tweets from Elon Musk about prosecuting Fauci being his, like, name designation. Russ has done nothing but ball. Even when he stunk, all he did was ball. He's coming off the bench for 23 games now, averaging 28, 15, 6, and 8. 28 minutes, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists with 1.5 steals, And blocks per game. That is ridiculous. He had a seven-game stretch where he shot 50% or better from three. From three people. He was a bricklayer. And all of a sudden, he's Steph Curry when he comes off the bench. He's come back to earth, of course, because he's not really a great three-point shooter. 31%, but he's shooting better than Trey Young. How about that? Way ahead of where he was as a starter. And guess what? The best thing is he's happy. He's smiling. He's living in his hometown. His family is in his hometown. His friends are there. And that coincides, folks, with the Lakers actually being 500 with the real shot to make the play-in tournament. And who saw that coming? Who? Did you see it coming? Because I didn't see that coming. And now Sam Amick is saying, but because of this very good play off the bench, he's the leader in the clubhouse, plus 190 to win six-man of the year. Wait, excuse me. The John Havlicek Award. Which, quickly... They already gave the MVP with Michael Jordan's face and body on it to, to uh, Jokic today. They made it, created it, shoved it down our throats, and then gave it to him. Amazing. Darvin Ham, of course, deserves credit for this Russell Westbrook adjustment. But what's interesting is the Amex article sort of says the insiders believe that Russ is, is going to improve from here moving forward. And we all love a redemption story, unless it's somebody that we already hated. That, let's face facts. That's what it is, right? Like, you can't redeem yourself if we've always hated you. And that's what's happening to Russ right now. I don't understand it. Because I was never a Russ hater. And then I was like, yeah, he stinks right now. He's making $47 million a year. But, like, we treat him like a villain, we treat him like. One of the worst humans on earth. We won't give Russ any credit. Have you seen NBA Today or First Take or NBA Radio be like, hey, by the way, Russ is on an absolute heater right now responsible for the Lakers winning. No, no, because why? We're treating him like he went 155 miles per hour in a 30 in a school zone on Molly. That's how we treat him. All he was doing was playing hoops and wasn't and and making bricking a lot of shots hitting the side of the backboard. That's all he's been doing. Damn. It's like the narratives once once those narratives are over, we just pretend that they never existed and then we wait in the shadows and we hide in the weeds until Russ starts playing bad again. And then we're like, "Yup, we said it. Russ stinks." You see it? 4 games in a row over 17, 15 turnovers. Like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo." 25 games now Russ has been balling. You wait to talk about Russ for those five games? Media's fucked up, man. The media is fucked up. I am happy for Russ. He went from one of the biggest names, MVP in the NBA, on a team that was sixth in the West. First time ever that he wins the MVP. He's getting triple-double after triple-double. Just every damn night he's getting one. And people are saying he's unemployable. Unemployable? We've got people out here that you don't even know their name with jobs in the NBA. We got Drew Eubanks out here getting minutes. No shade of Drew Eubanks, 10-day God. But, like, are you serious? And now he's the lock for the sixth man of the year. It's a cold game out here. It's a cold game. It's a redemption arc I am getting behind. And if you don't get behind it, it's because you never liked Russ in the first place.